Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome again. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on THS 1220 and 98.1 FM Radio. So, we are listening to Ask Brian. People want to know, what is Ask Brian all about? Every week, we try to teach people something about business, or we bring on founders or startup people that have actually created a company so we can teach people something about business. You'll learn how to create a business, maybe, or you may learn something about your business and how to make it more successful. But everybody doesn't understand or ask, why is it called Ask Brian? Your name is Peter. Where does Brian come from? And why are you spelling Brian? B-R-I-E-N. So we have developed a concept here. And Patrick has been a very, very helpful. Patrick has been very helpful in explaining what he tried to be helpful. So helpful that he went from engineer to an executive co-host along with Tracy. So, oh, we're like, no, Tracy's the truth. We're like the Wizard of Oz, you know? We got the Tin Man now. All right. <laughs> Everybody asks, why is Brian spelled with an E? Nobody understands it. I Our, still have trouble. But you are the it. E expert. I am an E expert, but understanding doesn't start with an E, so that probably makes sense why. <laughs> so, Anyways. So uh, give us some of the reasons why we have E in Ask Brian. Well, we have, let's see, let's see. There's a number of names and themes that have to do with the Ask Brian show that start with an E. The most important one would definitely be education or educational. Same one. I think it's the same word. It's the same thing. But, but basically educating people about yes, something. Indeed, indeed. In this case, business. Business, entrepreneurship. and all, That's another one, by the way. I think Tracy might have coined that one too as well. Or brought that one. Well, I, I don't think I coined I don't think she coined the word on. coined Yeah, I brought it in. <laughs> popularized it. I brought show. it in. Yeah. It, in. <laughs> it was a word we used. That and pivot, but pivot doesn't start with an A. No, but that <laughs> is definitely from a friend's reference, though. It is a friend's reference, but it is not an E. And there's not even an E in the word pivot. As, no, there's, as, no, there's as we are pivoting to a different, off the E's from S. Brian. <laughs> the other ones we have are, let's see, let's see, experts, because everybody that appears on the S. Brian show is an expert in the field of their choice. And choosing. Well, like you're an expert in E's. I'm an expert in ease. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that is true. Let's see. I know there's two that are pretty synonymous, but they're kind of a little different. Uh, there's one with enthusiasm and your personal favorite. Excitement! Woohoo! Good job. Oh, my. <laughs> Have you had the Red Bull today? No, I haven't, but Emily's going to go get me one. No, no, no. Bye. <laughs> no. If this is what this man is like with no caffeine, I don't think we want to see him with caffeine. Well, technically, I have a no, decaffeinated iced tea, so I don't know. That doesn't count. <laughs> it's my oh. drink of choice. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's see. I know that there's engineer because this show is run by multiple engineers. Multiple? Yeah. What? Who's the multiple? Well, do you have multiple personalities, Emily? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Does not deny. <laughs> okay. How's the meds doing? Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bipolar people need medicine. <laughs> We're a very, very educational show. All right. So. Let's see. <laughs> OMG I mean, does not have any. I'm not even, I don't even know what to think about the direction this is starting to head today. This is all making me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. 
I know Tracy's favorite E is a little, um, go for it, Trace. Wait, I have to say yeah. greased lightning. It's electrifying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, every single time. It's such a good one. It never gets old. Well, I don't, know about, I don't know about that. It might be getting old. Emily's got one, too. To break into song. Well, I want, I we haven't say. finished some of them, but let's go. I don't remember the other one, so I'm having her fill in. Well, unfortunately, this person over here sitting next to me doesn't like to stand in my shoes. Oh, empathy. Oh empathy. Oh, that's you can't stand in my shoes. Have, well, have, yeah. have your energy. I'm going to bring another E in. Your energy today is a little low. So I whoa, whoa. <laughs> I that's a good one. Empathy by asking, are you okay? Oh, no, I'm good. But we don't care. Woke up a little late today. <laughs> Tracy, we don't care. <laughs> I care. I always care about Patty. You speak for yourself. Aw, <laughs> thank you, Tracy. And he didn't even go to O'Brien's pub this week, so he's been doing really well. <laughs> I've never even I, been to a pub. There's a pub named O'Brien's in Marina del Rey, where I live. I've only been to Marina del Rey once. Well, that's one episode. One episode. <laughs> and it was this year. <laughs> one episode without O'Brien's pub being mentioned. If there's an O'Brien's pub in your neighborhood, you need to go ask them to sponsor this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they are indirectly sponsoring. How do you think I'm getting free beers at night? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. That's all coming clear to me now. <laughs> Emily, what's your E? Okay. Peter, I don't think you watch Stranger Things, <gasps> but Ooh. my E is 11. Hey, I'm with that. <laughs> well, 11 is okay. a good number for one reason. There's two number ones. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah, me? And you instead of just you. <laughs> <laughs> Who? 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 <laughs> now I sound like an owl. That doesn't stir with me. <laughs> well, unfortunately, one of the few things you left out was which one? Which one? Experience. Oh, that's right. And how do we calculate enthusiasm? Ex- and I think no, we did that. We, we did that, that with excitement. And you're going to do the math now. It's 10,000 hours. That's and how do you get 10,000 hours to be considered? Something about... 40 hours a week. 40, See? 40 hours a week. Something about two weeks of vacation and then like <laughs> with, with a year. I don't remember. There are 52 weeks in a year. See, we're educational people now. <laughs> we're like Sesame Street for business. 52 Aww. weeks a year. Are you, are you the bird? count? Are you the bird? <laughs> I'm the cookie monster. <laughs> no, I want to be the <laughs> <laughs> I call Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Oh my God. Only if you can you spell it. Again. Oh, you have to make, spell it. You can't you spell it. S N U. You are like a Snuffleupagus piglet combination. I'm piglet. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. I saw myself more of like a Tigger or something. Yeah, I can see Tigger. I think it's a different. When you piglet. No, but you're thinking from Winnie the Pooh. No, I know. Someone said a mix of that and piglet. So I'm like, oh, that brought in. That's Patty, you think you look like this? Put it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook. <laughs> Can we get it on Facebook here? You're my Robin for the Howard Stern show. Come on. Like it's, so weird. <laughs> it's Snuffleupagus. He's an elephant. You have yeah, some snaps. He's Big Bird's best friend. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he goes like, like, oh, hi, bird. And that's like, that's him. Okay. <laughs> well, hi, Patty. <laughs> you never want Sesame Street, Emily? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, hi, <laughs> hey, is our guest still there? David, are you still around? I mean, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm still here. Okay, because, you know, uh, sometimes we have, to, we have to make sure our guest hasn't left us because, you know, we, we've left everyone else. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a long-term friendship. Otherwise, you would say, like, what am I doing here? Anyway, Patrick, I think you did an excellent job, and excellence was not there. No, I said excellence earlier. I don't know about that. 
I swear. But thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank um, you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. If you have anything between now and next week that you can think of that adds to the show, let us know. I got nothing. Right nothing. Now, but I'll, I'll figure something out. But nothing spelled N-U-T-H-I-N or N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Both. Because <laughs> we are educational, if nothing else. Anyway, without any further. Adieu, A-D-I-E-U. And why do I love that word? Because every single letter minus the D is a vowel. That's correct. And the seal has been trained. Emily. Every time. <laughs> throw him some fish. And by the way, what's going on? Where's the clapping? Where's the drumming? Nothing. You know, I really feel like it. I don't really feel like it. Remember, KHCS is like, no, the station of the world. That was wonderful. Like, like, I can just work when I want. Nobody tells me what. All right. Well, we do have a show to do today, and uh, we have a very good guest who actually is calling in from so far away that it actually is halfway around the world. David, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. I'm, I'm in Belgium, Turkey right now. It's already 11.20 p.m. Wow. So we don't want to keep yeah. you too much past your bedtime, which is what, 4 or 5 a.m. usually. Yeah, I know you, David. You're a workaholic. So people don't know who you are. I do know who you are. And so the introduction is, Give us a little bit brief background, just a couple minutes, a minute or two, because we can go three hours on your background. Some of your highlights of your successful business career over the last 15 years. All right, 15 years. I'm an entrepreneur from Germany. Originally, I had an e-commerce business there, which I sold in the early 2000s, which gave me the money to get my investor visa to move to the US. I saw what was going on in the startup scene in America, and I was drawn to that Germany where I was living. There was no no world startup scene. So I was really drawn to LA and I had really good friends in LA. So I sold my business in Germany, got my investor visa and I co-founded Max CDN, the content delivery network, which we sold in 2016, had a really good exit. And then my wife wanted to move back to Germany. I could not go back to German weather after being in Los Angeles for so long. And so we ended up moving to the south of Turkey, which is somewhat close to Germany. It's just a few hours flight and it's really nice and warm. And today I run a portfolio of businesses, a few outsourcing businesses, BPO in different flavors, and a few software as a service businesses. And that's putting it modestly. I know David a long time. So I want to go over a couple of things. First of all, if you have a new business, okay, or actually let's say you have an old business and you want to go online, right? Let's say you get a website developed. I don't know if you're going to do it by Wix or one of those self-help ones, or you're going to pay somebody to do that. Let's first discuss, so maybe for a minute or two, how would you pick a, determine whether or not you would use Wix or whether or not you would hire somebody and how much money are we talking about to do that and how would you select somebody? Actually, one of my companies also builds websites, but if I'll be starting out, I'd probably go for, it really depends on your technical abilities. Out of, if you go into e-commerce, I'd probably pick Shopify. And if you do something just as standard as websites, you can go to themeforest.com and buy a template or templatemonster.com and buy a template, have somebody customize the logos, and then you have a, have a WordPress website up in, in no time. So that was probably what I do. And that would allow you to take in payments, all those systems? With Shopify, you can take in payments with a general WordPress website. Yeah, you could just go to strap.com and find an account there and you can add this to your website or also PayPal would work as well. Depends on what you're doing. It always, the answer is always depends. And if, if you want to hire somebody to do this for you, I know prices can go anywhere from $0 to a $1,000,000. I mean, what do you do? You fill them up with a bit, a bunch? How do you do that? 
again, it really depends what you're building. If you're building an e-commerce store or just a website that gives people your like a virtual business card, you know, it really, really depends on what you're building. Maybe we can pick a use case so we can get some more. Yeah, I don't put. Okay, so let's say I wrote a book called Ask Brian. I didn't, but let's just say I did. <laughs> <laughs> I sold this Ask Brian book. I guess I'm going to go on Amazon, right? That's probably the best place to put it. Right? Yes, if, if I would, uh, if, if I have a book uh, just written, I'll definitely go on Amazon. I'll just have a, a standards website that just links to to Amazon, and I'll also add a form where people can, you know, subscribe to my newsletter because you always want to build your own list. I think that's a really important thing to do with an entrepreneur as a business. And yeah, then I'll definitely go on Amazon. I'll go on lots of podcasts or radio shows to just get the word out. I think that's one of the easiest ways to get business for your book. But just because a book is on Amazon doesn't mean it's going to sell. So how do you get that book to sell? You know, because that's obviously the goal, right? You have a product, you can go on a podcast and talk about it, maybe write an article. And if somebody, if the keywords are the same, it might be picked up by somebody. But otherwise, you know, it doesn't seem like you're going to get a lot of sales unless you do something, right? So what would be your first step in that book? Well, SEO, you just meant, I think you ended that at SEO. This is always the long tail. I personally like partnerships. And also, again, it depends what kind of book is it. Is it a novel or is it a business book? You know, so this also really depends. And since we're talking about business, probably it's going to be a business book that you've written. And then often the book is just a vehicle to draw more business or to get more credibility. And so what you can do is when you do, for example, cold outreach, meaning you generate lists of your ICP, your ideal customer profile, and you send, you contact these people by email or by LinkedIn, you can also send them your book in the mail to just like give more credibility and to start a conversation and to open up the doors to sell them something. That would be if you're giving the book away. But what if you were wanting to sell it and make money just off the book? Would you give it like maybe, I've seen some people give away a free chapter, like chapter one, to try to entice people. Yeah, I haven't published a book yet, so in this case, I'll just be guessing. Okay, but you are a pretty good guesser, by the way. All right, so now we've got the book where you're going on the podcast, you've got it in Amazon, you're doing a little bit of SEO, not a lot, because you know it costs a lot of money to do it. Are you familiar with, and this may be beyond your scope, but I don't know how much you know about Amazon. Does Amazon have like similar system to Google where you can bid on words within the Amazon system, or is that exclusively through Google. I know there's Amazon SEO and I know that you can probably also pay Amazon to be ranked higher and to be featured, but there's also not more about my expertise. So let's switch from a book to something that's more within your realm. So give us a product and let's use that product. Let's maybe start one step back like if you can't define what do you want, how do you want to make money, right? And I always see providing value as a side effect of uh, money is a side effect of providing value. So first figure out how can you provide the most value to people, right? It's always a good starting point. And how I usually start my business, I like to scratch my own itch. For example, I had an online course where I help people to apply business principles to family life. And people bought the online course, but only 7% of people complete the online course. And so I thought, okay, that's, that's not really good. So people give me the money and but people don't really get the value from this. So I want to find a way to get this information into people's heads. So I started a group coaching program and it worked phenomenally. Now I have a 92% completion rate of the course, but this was a lot of extra work and I couldn't find a software who was doing this for me. And so I started building a, a coaching software. It's called UpCoach today. So I think the best ideas always come when you have a pain point in your business and you know solve this pain point. This is how a lot of businesses are born. 
So can you explain how that all came about and what you were able to do to increase that level? See, from normal course platforms are just passive consumption platforms. And what we create is an, a transformation platform where we hold people accountable that they actually do what they say they do. And we bring them together in cohorts because positive peer pressure is a real thing. If you bring people together in a group and you all work on the same thing and you meet on a weekly basis, this is how you actually get stuff done. This is how you can create real change in people. Because we're social animals, you say, okay, I'm going to do this. And next week we meet again and like, hey, Peter didn't do his homework. Then, you know, you feel pressure to do this. And yeah, I thought yeah, that was we, confidential. We and <laughs> <laughs> we leveraged this and just built a bunch of tools around this, like a group habits tracker where you see my, if I'm doing my habits and vice versa, you know, so I got this, this positive peer pressure. And we also combine all these tools that are out there just in one platform. So you don't have to send your customers different logins. And, you know, I've been in, this, in the software space for a very long time. I never had a product that was, where we had such great product markets that our customers are really going crazy over it. So it's a lot of fun working on this. It's pretty incredible to go from 7% to 92%. How long a time period did that take? I mean, it's just like we changed the approach, you know, like usually you do a DIY course where you just sit at home and you watch videos, and, yep. you know, whatever, fill out some documents. But when you do this in a cohort, in group coaching with other people on a call or a Zoom call, it just changes the dynamics. Wow, that's interesting. And did you increase your SEO or PPC to get more people? How, how did you scale that? So what I always like doing is I love partnerships. So I partnered up with Todd Herman. He wrote The Alter Ego Effect, New York Times bestseller, and he's a coach for over 20 years and like a really big deal in the coaching space. And so bringing him in gives us immediate credibility in the coaching space and he's like lots of connections. So we're doing, uh, we're partnering up with other coaches or people that have coaches as the audience and they promote us, you know, doing that. So we have, you know, and this has been working really well. I always like to have like a domain expert in each business that I run. When you do these partnerships, first of all, not only how you find the correct people, how do you know that you're going to align with them well? I find people, I just, I network a lot. I go to lots of conferences. I'm on lots of podcasts, so I just meet people all the time. And if I align with them, it's like, I think the mantra of like, how you do one thing is how you do everything, is like, it gives a lot of weight. You know, if people are sloppy in this side of their life, they're also sloppy on that side of their life. You know, it's there. If they treat the waiter bad, you know, they'll also not treat your employees well. If they cheat in their wife or excessively drink or whatever, certain areas of their lives are out of whack, you know, it's kind of a reflection of other sides of my life. So, I just watch how people behave and filter through that if this person is a, is a potential partner. Wow, that's a very interesting concept, how you can filter people out like that, especially when you're just meeting somebody at a networking event. So, I mean, if, if I meet somebody at a networking event, I'm not immediately starting a business. You know, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know, want to do... Like, if there's cred- credibility with this person because you do some background checks, you know, mutual friends, et cetera. Kind of how this goes. And yet we're still friends. Anyway, <laughs> what are we? What are you saying? Well, Tracy, though, had a, I want you to finish your comment to me, but then Tracy had a whole bunch of questions, and her favorite word is pivot, and so she wants to pivot into a different mm-hmm. section, like your happiness. I do. I'm dying to pivot into the other business that you shared with us. Yeah. So the other one, how UpCoach was born, is managing happiness, and this is where I help people to figure out their personal mission, vision, and values. And their goals and most importantly, their habits, because I'm a big believer that habits determine everything in your life. If you're rich, if you're poor, if you're happy, if you're unhappy, if you're obese, if you're in shape, 
really all boils down to which habits you cultivate in your life. And this is what we're doing at Managing Happiness to help people to figure them out. And we give them, uh, you know, the right software and the right environment, the right information, and most importantly, accountability groups where you do these habit challenges together. And so this is a completely separate business than your UpCoach business, correct? It's managingyourhappiness.com? It's managinghappiness.com. Not you're just managing, managing happiness towards. Managinghappiness.com. And tell me, so when you're working with the, is this like a separate coaching program where you're really helping, I think you were saying it's like really helping people define their core values, their missions, like what's really their purpose, what's important to them? Correct. This is what we're doing. And how do, I think if you want to be, yeah, please, sorry for interrupting you. No, 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 you're not. Go ahead, please. You don't have to be proper on sure. we, we help you. <laughs> we help people to figure out what they really want. If you really want to be happy, you want to figure out what you really want and not what your parents tell you you want or what society tells you you want. What really makes you happy? What's your purpose? What's your mission? What's your vocation? And then you want to have the tools and the habits and you want to move in this direction to actually get what you really, really want. And habits are the best thing to predict your future, you know. So I'm so curious, if, like, and, you know, obviously you don't have to name any names or give any identifying information, but if there's someone that you've worked with in this program with managinghappiness.com, is it someone who came in thinking one thing and then as a result of going through your program, they did a complete 180 and ended up doing something like hugely different? Absolutely. Yeah. There's tons of examples like this. For example, one, we do a vision board exercise where we put things that we want to have or achieve on the vision board. And one of the participants added like a supercar, like some fancy sports car in the middle of this vision board. And four weeks in after contemplating and soul searching a lot, he said like, I don't even like cars. I have no idea why I put this there. You know, it's kind of like an example of, you know, people live the dream of other people, not really your own dream. And does this affect like their business decisions? That was one thing I was so curious about. Is let's say, for example, you know, I'm a business owner. I own my own business. I'm very much involved in the day to day operations. Is there, would it come to your program and just really identify like, I don't actually even like this business. I want to do something. I want to be an actress on Broadway. Like, I mean, I was curious. It's like, do they literally pivot their entire lives from the direction that they're headed in to go a different direction? And what kind of impact like does happens when that occurs? You found a way to use your favorite word again. <laughs> I know. I, I, I totally walked into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, actually, you know, I've been contemplating a lot after I sold my last business was one big reason why. You know, I have had business partners, but my wife went through breast cancer and knock on wood, she's doing great today. But back then, this was like, I had this huge wake-up moment where I envisioned myself in, on my deathbed, looking back at my life, thinking, did I really do what I was supposed to do? Did I have the impact I wanted? I still live the life that I, I was supposed to live in. I felt that the business that I currently had at this point is not really having that impact that I want to have. And so after this part, it's like, hey, guys, what if we sell? And you know, we ended up selling the business. And then after soul-searching a lot to kind of find out what, you know, how can I provide the most value and how can I have the biggest impact then? I read this book called Conscious Capitalism um, by John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods. And he basically says, um, the old way of doing business is we have to increase shareholders' value. That's the only reason why business exists, that we're making the owners of the business rich. But a conscious business does good by all stakeholders, you know, suppliers, customers, employees, 
the planet, environment, etc. Right. So basically, everything this business touches, it provides it. That's good. And if you do this, then the business is the best vehicle to have a positive impact in the world. This was like really, you know, hit home for me. And this is why I started outsourcing companies because I want to provide work for a lot of people. I want to have lots of employees. I want to put food on the table and give them a great work environment. And I think once you figure out what you really want and you find your green why, then you can you'll work way harder. You'll be way more inspired. You get up in the morning and say like, yeah, let's do this. And versus, like, if you don't really like something, you just do it for the money, it's a schlep. I think it's a wasted life if you just do it for the money. Tracy, you had some questions for David, and you said, I'm not going to let him leave the show until I ask these questions. Go ahead. Well, because we spent some fun time talking about this during the break, and I wanted everyone else to have the opportunity to hear about it. And that is all about the importance of making decisions out of love versus fear. So share with us really quickly around that before we wrap up. Thanks, Tracy. Yeah. Making decisions of love, not fear, became my mantra, and this helped me so much in business and in life. I used to be very introverted, and like you know, I hated sales. I hated being on conference calls or being on the radio show. Would have never done this in a million years. But I saw how good this was for business, and I wanted to do it. So I went to Toastmasters twice a week. I went to two networking events per week to kind of overcome my shyness through exposure therapy. But the real transformation happened when my yoga teacher said, "Every decision in life, yeah, either make it up love or out of fear." He said, "Basic emotions try to end." If you're out of love, you're on the right path. And if you're out of fear, you're on the wrong path. And if I sell out of love, I sell because what I have here can help you in your life and your business. And I can even be pushing to hit Tracy by this. is going to be great for you. Whereas if I sell out of fear, I only sell because I have to pay my mortgage or I have to hit my numbers. And I can't sell it. It's really hard for me to do that. Or public speaking, if I think like, oh, do they think I have a weird German accent? Do they think I look weird? Do they think what I'm saying is stupid? I can't present. But if I think like, hey, what I'm sharing, it can help them. Then I can present and, you know, be out there. So. Yeah, this became my mantra. I just bought the website, lovenotfear.com. So you can go there, check it out and watch a video to get, you know, to learn more about the concept. I think if you really make this your mantra, your life and your business will, will thrive. Yeah, I love that. And all of the links that you referenced that we've talked about during the show will also be available in the show notes for the podcast. Tell us um, how people can get in touch with you if they want to continue this conversation and work with you in any of your programs. So you can go to Hensel.com, which is my website, or you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Just David Hensel. Just tell me that you heard me on the Ask Brian show, and then I'll, I'll connect with you. Spell your name so everyone knows, doesn't know if it's an L-E or E-L. It's David, David at David, and then last name is H-E-N-Z-E-L. Thank you. And speaking of the podcast, we want to invite you to go to your favorite podcast platform, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart and download the Ask Brian podcast and head on over to Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and give us one of those five-star reviews because we love them so much and we so appreciate them. And you can get all of the information from this episode and all of our previous episodes this year at the Ask Brian, that's A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N podcast. And we'd love for you to take a listen and share it with your friends. Thank you very much, David. Thank you, Tracy. David, we're going to have to have you come back on because there's so much errors that we didn't get into based on time. So we'll have you back whenever you're available. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, David. Ask Brian. Radio, we're over. 1220, 98.1 FM. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.